The following program is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. This is Take 4 Wrestling with your hosts, Brian Kilby and J.T. Hogg. This is Take 4 Wrestling, episode 23. I am Brian Kilby. With me, I have... Gosh, what can I call you this week? You're the king! You're the king, J.T. Hogg. That's right, the newly, newly crowned king of PWA. So, what, what, being king, what, is that, uh, what does that entail? What does that get you? Uh, well, I, I get a crown and a robe, and uh, hopefully uh, I can get carried out on the throne, but they'll probably have to get a forklift yeah, I to carry d- me out. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that would be awesome. If that, <laughs> I, if that happens, I want, I want to see video. And I, I get all the free uh, hot dogs I want, probably. <laughs> it's like the hot, is it a hot, is it a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> so, I could probably do that too. So I, I'll decree a hot dog eating contest. I, like people talk about uh, the WWE being catered and all the stuff that goes along there. Uh, do you like? Do you get catering or anything like that at, at your shows? No. Uh, sometimes we might get some uh, of the leftover hot dogs and maybe some leftover pizza. Uh, they'll bring they'll bring pizza back sometimes if you're working for more uh, reputable companies. Okay, but uh, they uh, actually I've had WWE catering before. Oh, really? And it's uh it is pretty nice. Uh, what what happened? What led to that? Um, I got to work uh an event uh with setup, so it wasn't actually through WWF, but um, oh, we ring crew, there. ring crew, yeah, and we were taking the uh. We, we were taking our lunches and we got to eat the WWF or WWE catering. And, uh, it was kind of cool because I was in there and, uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels were at another table and Ric Flair was running around talking to people. And, um, anybody, just, you, uh, anybody, you know, anybody recognize you? Uh, one of the, uh, enhancement talent guys. Um, oh, what was his name? I can't remember it now. Now I feel bad. Um, he was a Jabowski. He wrestled in HWA. And uh, he recognized me from when I trained with him, but uh, Hacksaw recognized me. That's right. He was there. Oh, that's awesome. That was during his run, so that was kind of cool. And I got to uh, talk to uh, little the little baby Helmsley. Um, Linda McMahon was pushing the their grandkid around, and I was like, hey, that's a cute little baby. And she was like, thank you. That's so awesome. Got this, that was pretty neat. That is pretty neat. Uh, that That's awesome. I don't, I don't have anything to top that. Uh, that's that's the show everybody have a nice night guys have a nice night okay so um <laughs> let's see this week on the show we're going to be uh we're continuing our madison square garden house show uh discussion this week we're talking about uh the msg show from 12 22 1991 uh main event of the show is of course hulk hogan versus rick flair so uh, i was pretty excited for this one yeah me too i know because uh, something that uh, I only saw in WCW, which is like a huge blown opportunity, but maybe not. We'll talk about that. Uh, but before we get to that, let's talk about our gimmick of the week. What's the gimmick of the week this week, King Hog? I decree the gimmick of the week this week is Freddie Joe Floyd from WWF, also known as Tracy Smothers. So I... I I, I, I remember hearing the name Freddie Joe Floyd, but what was the context? When was Tracy Smothers called Freddie Joe Floyd? It was in the summer of 1996. Uh, uh, Tracy uh, had previously worked uh, for like USWA and Smoky Mountain. Yeah. 
and he had a brief run in uh, WCW. Well, actually, it wasn't really that brief. He was there for a while. Um, he was wrestling with the uh, Young Pistols. And he was in ECW, um, but I guess that would have been after. Yes, this was after his Freddie Joe Floyd set. It, it actually probably led to it because they were kind of connected at the time. But um, Smothers, uh, he was um, pretty much uh, a jobber. I mean, um, wrestling a lot of the uh, up-and-comers at the time, which happened to be Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Steve Austin. Um, they actually got his name. His name was supposedly a rib on the Briscoes. Jack Briscoe's real name is Fred Joe Briscoe, mm -hmm. and Gerald's full name is Floyd Gerald Briscoe. So that's where they got the Freddie Joe Floyd, and he was also billed from uh, Boeing's Oklahoma. Gotcha. And uh, that's where Freddie Joe Floyd was from. Um, he didn't really have a lot of success as Freddie Joe Floyd, which is a shame because Tracy Smothers was and still is an absolute awesome performer. Uh but he did get an upset win over Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Ooh. And, um, of course, Bradshaw beat, beat the crap out of him in his the following rematch. But he, uh, he did score a count-out win over Triple H. Um, that was during the time when Mr. Perfect was distracting him. But um, it didn't last very long. Uh, I don't think it was ever meant to be taken seriously. But I think Tracy Smothers is... Just a wonderful talent, and when he went to ECW, he uh, kind of came into his own. As a member of the Full Blooded Italians. Yeah, and um, I, he probably couldn't even point out Italy on a map. Probably not. Is, <laughs> is, is he? He's not still wrestling, is he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he still wrestles. Wow. He uh, he's looking crazy, <laughs> crazier than ever. Uh, he's a super super cool guy to talk to. He's got a temper on him. Um. He's uh, got a few shoot videos on the internet where he has some choice words for JBL and The Undertaker. <laughs> but uh, he, um, he, he has a lot of respect from all the wrestlers, too. Uh, he's known as probably one of the toughest guys in the business. Really? Uh, he actually beat a wrestling bear. He won he was one, the bear? He pinned the bear. He was one of the only men ever to pin the actual bear in wrestling. Whoa! <laughs> so I He's a tough man. I love it whenever wrestling bears come up in conversation because that's uh, that's that's just southern wrestling right there, basically summed up for me. I love it. Oh yeah, the the uh, it's unfortunate that it doesn't happen anymore, of course. But because uh, the bears are they're treated pretty nice, it's not like they're getting hurt or anything. But um, and they love it. They love wrestling around. Um, one of my friends had a bear. And he would wrestle around with it all the time, and we tried to talk the promoter into bringing it in to wrestle, and we couldn't get it. Your verified. friend, your friend has a bear. Uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was, it was a little uh, black bear named Boo Boo. Now, do you like to have? Do you have to? Um, <laughs> seriously, they have to get like rabies shots and stuff. I mean, how do you? How do you have to? Uh, what kind of papers do you need for a bear if you want to wrestle it? Well, Ohio's a, uh, they have a lot more stricter of a, uh, exotic animal thing now. Um, I don't know if you heard about that guy that, uh, he had a whole bunch of exotic animals and he, uh, just killed himself and let them all out. And they were like Roman, the city of like, it was like Zanesville area. Like, uh, people were driving down the road and there'd be like a lion running across the road or there'd be a monkey in their backyard, like a chimpanzee in their backyard. Cheetahs were running around schools. This was, uh, I remember, uh, hearing that on the news. It was, it was insane. Cause it wasn't too far from my house. Um, it was only about probably about 40 miles away. 
There's like panthers, cheetahs, wolves, lions, chimpanzees, gorilla. Like it was everything that he let out of, like he let out of their pens. So we have some pretty strict exotic animal rules now because of that. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I doubt though they would even let you do it anymore. Honestly. Um, I imagine it's probably considered, uh, abuse, animal abuse. Because they used to just, uh, you could wrestle bears at bars for, and if you pinned them, you got like a hundred bucks. But of course, nobody could ever beat the bear. That is so. amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, Freddie Joe Floyd, Tracy Smothers, pinned a bear. That's the big takeaway That's from right. this week's show. Okay. Let's go ahead and, ju- <laughs> let's go ahead and jump to the Madison Square Garden show. Again, December 22nd, 1991. First match, uh, Tito Santana versus Cato. What'd you think of the match? Kate- uh, actually, I thought this was a great match. They were uh, they were working it hard. Cato was um, otherwise known as Paul Diamond in AWA, mm-hmm. and he was a really good worker. He uh, could really enhance people. Was uh, Pat Tanaka was he not wrestling? Was he injured at this point? I mean, so because uh, on TV, I don't remember seeing any uh, singles matches with Cato uh, or Tanaka. Any idea? Uh, I think Pat Tanaka was already gone by this point. Um, they did let uh, Cato lasted a while after this, uh, kind of on his own. So I don't know if uh, Pat Tanaka was hurt or maybe he just went back. Uh, maybe he might even have went to WCW by that point. It's possible. I don't. Like, I, I don't. Had a short stint. I don't remember it. So that's. I mean, but, it's not, uh, I'm not, Cato was. Yeah, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just, I just literally don't remember it. So I wasn't like. Yeah, I don't at, think it was very memorable. Yeah, like back at that point, I wasn't watching WCW. Yeah, who? I wasn't much either. I mean, who who they have at that time? Was it? <laughs> Actually, I was going <laughs> to say Rick, Rick Flair. I was going to say Rick Flair, but no, they didn't. So they had Sting. Yeah. That's Sting. Yeah, Sting and Luger. That was about it. Yeah, not enough for me. But uh, yeah, these guys. Uh, Tito, of course, is always the consummate workhorse. Um, he was just, he was just one of those solid guys that you could put somebody with and, it, uh, you knew you were going to get a good match out of it. Well, he was a matador. Uh, was he the matador in this or was he was the matador in the last show? I don't remember if he was the matador here. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was the matador. Okay. I think from like 91 on. Okay. But, um, I hate that though. Like when like he, he's, he's the matador, uh, when Ricky steamboat was there, he was literally the dragon. He, he was, he was, he, <laughs> yeah. he was a dragon. Uh, I, I that all the whole character thing just bugs me so much in, in in hindsight. Yeah, I think Tito probably got the least of it though, because at least they still called him El Matador, Tito Santana. It's not like they tried to play him off like a actual like like the like they did with Ricky the Dragon. He was an actual dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like so dumb. He bre- but um, yeah, they did that to a lot of people. But uh, I think it, I think it was just kind of like a refreshment. And a rebranding, uh, and he got a few more years out of it. Uh, I mean, he had, he's spent a long time with that company. He did. I think he had like the he had the anti streak. Um, he won, of course, he won the first WrestleMania, but lost the next eight. So because he was actually at WrestleMania nine in a uh, dark match. Oh, really? Yeah, he. Uh, I believe it was Papa Shango. Okay, that he wrestled in the dark match before the the show got started. Uh, but Tito won this match. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, <laughs> what, what was his finisher at this point? Oh, uh, it was a forearm to the back of the head, but, um, it was, they called it something else. I can't quite remember what they called it, but did, did Bobby Heenan call it the flying burrito? 
Yeah. That is, yeah was he, that, he was, called it the... Was that, that, was that actually the official name of the move? Uh, as far as Bobby Heenan was concerned. Okay. Um, I don't think it was. I, th- I think it was like the L... Flying forearm? Some, no, some uh, some term that they use uh, for the matadors um, when they when they stick the uh, little swords in the bowl. Yeah, I think the actual move is it's a flying forearm, but yeah, but it, yeah, it's a flying forearm to the back, uh, back to the head because he'd hit him in the uh, the gut, and then they'd bend over and they come down on top of their head. Yeah, which was actually uh, that's a pretty good move. When you whack somebody in the back of the head with your forearm, that's going to hurt. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you know it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good it's a, it's not a bad match it's it's not the most you know uh, exciting thing in the world but this was the, the WWF in 1991. Yeah, I'd have been perfectly happy watching it uh, at a house show in 1991. Now, 92. now the next match, I probably wouldn't have been that excited about it. Was Skinner versus Virgil? No, I would have. I love yeah, love yeah. me some Virgil. Really. Virgil's the man. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Virgil. Um, I, I I do fondly rem- fondly remember Skinner, but only in the ironic sense, I guess, uh, because his, his, his he had a really weird. Gosh, what would you describe it? Almost like a like a Bayou survival man or something. Yeah, uh, he was just like yeah, a guy that lived out in the Bayou and. Eight crocodiles for dinner. Uh, Wikipedia calls him a tobacco spitting alligator hunter from the Everglades. That's a <laughs> that's a pretty good way of putting it. I like I like uh, thinking of him as like, uh, yeah, that, that that works. That works. And I remember his figure. You pushed down on his feet, and his arms went up and down. Uh, have you seen the new figures, uh, the WWE figures that are uh, simplistic and try to emulate the '90s figures? Have you seen those? Yeah, we just got them in uh, at our Walmart, and um, I mean their Walmart, not mine. But uh, yeah, they were pretty cool. I I liked them. Uh, I haven't bought one yet. I'll probably buy Brock Lesnar. That's the one I was close to picking up. I, I was so close. Uh, I like. I mean, I I like John Cena. I really do. But I didn't want his figure. I did get the John yeah. Cena Ninja Turtle Leonardo figure. Uh, but um, I can't find find the Macho Man. But um, yeah, Brock Lesnar is the one that I was leaning towards. But I don't need it. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. I've I've gotten to the point where I want to buy stuff, and I'm like, where am I going to put it? That's me. I just <laughs> that is me. And I got that problem where I buy one. And I'm like, well, maybe I should just get the rest of them, all 400 of them. Yeah, like uh, so I have I I got uh, I mean it's pretty it's a it's a my God I'm going into toy stuff, but a lot of our listeners are people who listen to our other podcasts, and we tend to talk about things like toys. So I got my uh, figure arts, which is a Bandai figure, uh, high end figure, higher end figure um, uh, from Japan. Uh, figure of K two S O, which is the uh, droid from, droid prominently featured in uh, Star Wars Rogue One, and uh, I got it. I mean, I think I paid like sixty bucks for it, however much, you know, for one action figure. Uh, it, yesterday it went in a box. I got it last week. Uh, so I'm like, oh man, I can't, I'm so glad I got this. And it just got, went into a pile with other toys in a box. Maybe I need to rethink this. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do lately. Like, uh, that's why I quit buying wrestling figures altogether. Cause I, I would, uh, buy, but have a bunch of wrestling figures. I'd sell a bunch of them. Then I'd buy like, I'll just buy this one. Then I'll have a whole bunch more and then I'll sell them again. Like, uh, just don't buy them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I really wanted that four horsemen set, um, that came out at, I think it was at target. But I didn't want to pay full price for it. So around Christmas with um, like uh, discounts and everything, Kim was able to get it for me for like $13. Uh, 
uh, which made me very happy. Uh, oh yeah, that's I'd buy it for thirteen bucks. Yeah, so there's a Heenan family set now uh, that has uh, Andre, Bobby, uh, Mister Perfect, and Big John Stud. It's fifty bucks, but if I can get it for uh, fifteen around Christmas, I will be very happy. You know what? I think I might have seen that at my uh, Target the other day on sale. I tell you what, I'll go there tomorrow, and uh, I think it was like twenty bucks, fifteen twenty bucks. I'll pick it up for you if they got it. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so, uh, but yeah, Skinner versus Virgil. Man, I got, <laughs> I got nothing to talk about this match. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of Virgil as a wrestler. I'm just not. Uh, Skinner, I, I his gimmick I thought was fun when I was like 12. In in, in retrospect, it's it's just really it's really dumb. There's, this match doesn't have a lot going for it. Well, yeah, and he was a uh, fabulous one at one point, Steve Kern. He was like the pretty boy, fabulous one back in the uh, early 80s and down south. So it was kind of interesting to see him as kind of this dirty old mountain man, uh, Everglade guy that spit tobacco. Yeah. I've actually, uh, he was my inspiration for my tobacco spitting phase when I wrestled. Oh, God. I'd put a big old hunk of uh, tobacco in my mouth and it'd be like running out down my mouth and I'd uh, spit it on my opponents. That's gross. It was pretty gross. My uh, my some of my opponents were not as happy with me as they normally are. Nope. Of course, I beat them, so they wouldn't be happy anyway. Yeah. Hey, so I'm checking Amazon real quick, and that Heenan set uh is available on Amazon for like thirty three bucks. So let me know if you find it for twenty. If not, I may pick it up on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'm, I might be able to go there on my way to work tomorrow. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, match kind of sucked. But okay, the the thing we we're all here for though is this next match. WWF had. The biggest wrestling match of all time, if not all time, at least for the 80s and 90s, that they could have made so much money on that it would have been sick. Vince McMahon would have become a billionaire even earlier had he managed this properly and put Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. But no, they only wrestled house shows. <laughs> yeah, the uh, which I think they were on the road, the right path when it started, um, because Ric Flair was talking about how he wrestled all over the world and everybody's asking him, when are you going to wrestle Hulk Hogan? And everybody's asking Hulk Hogan, when are you going to wrestle Ric Flair? Like, I mean, this, there's no reason why this shouldn't have been the biggest thing ever. I mean, and he still had the WCW title belt. With the big gold belt, the NWA belt. Yeah. He still had that against the WWF belt. Like this would have been the greatest thing ever. Uh, I mean, this made money for WCW. I mean, years later, Years later being like three years later, but it felt like it was much longer than three years. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, it was only about three years, wasn't it? Yeah, but this was a money match and they really um, and they really didn't go anywhere with it. But like my general thought is Ric Flair can wrestle a mop and pull off a good match. It, it You yeah. know, Ric Flair has a very specific cadence to his matches. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but a Ric Flair match is going to be a good match. Hulk Hogan also has a cadence to his match, like in a, a psychology in which the the moves are in sequence. And this, I, maybe the reason they didn't go with it was because these matches weren't very good. Uh, this this match, it was it was it was it was Ric Flair trying to wrestle a Hogan match, and he couldn't even they couldn't even get the Flair. They couldn't even get the, that uh, turnbuckle uh, bump right. They they attempted it like three times, and Rick couldn't. They couldn't quite get it. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't care for this match at all. I thought. It, um, I think I get more caught up in the emotions when I watch matches, and um, 
I think the emotion was really high for this match, and I liked I liked the false finishes in it. I thought that was really interesting, like uh, having Ric Flair uh, actually pin Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the fact that they used that used a gimmick. Uh, yeah. whatever, was it a chain? What, what whatever it was. Uh, that he he had it back in his tights. I mean, that was that was kind of nice. Yeah, I liked how the uh, referee just reached in and grabbed it out. Of oh him. God, <laughs> that would not happen today. But yeah, it was. Uh, I I I think the emotions were perfect for this match. I mean, um, the two of them like they probably weren't going all out because they probably figure that they're wrestling at WrestleMania. I mean, I mean, so, one of these house shows are to practice for that, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, uh, I, they they always claimed like I think Bruce Pritchard was talking about it, and he claimed it was due to like the ticket sales. But I just don't understand how Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan couldn't sell. I mean, so, okay, so let's look at this for a second. In down south, of course, WCW, WCW's audience knew Ric Flair. Uh, so, and everybody knew Hulk Hogan. So it made yeah. sense why it might have drawn bigger money for WCW, because the people who uh, watched WCW were already familiar with both wrestlers. The kids who watch, I mean, I'll admit myself, growing up, I was a WWF mark. I knew who Ric Flair was, but as a kid at 12, I didn't love Ric Flair. I mean, it was I was like in my late teens before I really, really discovered Ric Flair. I mean, I, I, I as a kid, by this point, I had watched Chi-Town Rumble, 89. I, I know for certain that's, but that of the Steamboat Trilogy, that was the only one that I watched. Uh, and again, again, I'm in North Carolina, so of course I know who he is, but I just didn't, I didn't have that appreciation for him that I developed later. So it's, it's very possible that it might not have been a big money match in, you know, up North. I think they could have made it one. I think if they had a show, especially in North Carolina and Greensboro, Greensboro or Charlotte, Greensboro wasn't killed by this point. That would have been a huge, huge deal. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what my mindset was back then. I think I knew Ric Flair was a big deal. Um, because I didn't really watch WCW, but I had the figures mm-hmm. going back to the figures and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I knew who Ric Flair was. Um, and I remember thinking, wow, he's got the, that other title over here. What the heck? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the mindset. Like what I knew I, I was really, uh, wanting to see like Ric Flair and Rowdy Piper. Cause I was a big Rowdy Piper fan during this time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I would have went to the Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, house show match but it's just it's odd that it didn't work yeah um and them going with sid instead i mean i'm glad we got macho man and rick flair at wrestlemania because that was a really great match yeah and uh but i think hogan rick flair wrestlemania just was a missed opportunity yeah i i I think they should have gone with it uh but it's one of those things maybe now Honestly, it's bigger in my imagination now that I've actually sat down and watched the match. Again, <laughs> again, again, it's only three years later, but I still consider the WCW uh, Hulk Hogan era as being later. Uh, seeing them together here in the WWF kind of makes me a little sad because it wasn't what I thought it would be. Yeah, that is weird how later that seems, but it wasn't. It was not. It was not. Uh, so any other thoughts about that match? Or, let's, or I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to move along. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I it just it was just a match full of missed potential. But 
Um, I think the buildup was going to be good. I, I enjoyed like the previous show before. I really enjoyed like Ric Flair's promo on Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So, but yeah, other than that. Okay. So, uh, next match again, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the barbarian. Uh, it's, it's barbarian and, uh, and hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, I honestly, nothing stood out to me about this match at all. I know you're a big hacksaw fan. So is, do you have any thoughts specifically? <laughs> oh, I, I love hacksaw. Um, but uh, I, this wasn't one of his better matches. No, it's hard. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's hard to have a good match with the barbarian. The uh, the only thing that stood out to me was that uh, Hacksaw used the two by four as a bat to uh, hit the cape, like he threw the cape up in the air and tried to hit it with his two by four. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny because I did like I like the barbarian's look. Um, oh yeah, but it's weird he uh, pinned him with a uh, just a regular clothesline. He didn't even do the three point stance at the end so it was and it wasn't even that particularly hard of a clothesline yeah true <laughs> actually now that we're talking but, now that we're talking about the barbarian it makes me remember that uh there was a match with the berserker earlier on that we didn't even talk about oh well it must have been very good then with, that's, with Carrie, oh that's right i have that written down with carrie von eric yeah it was very very short it was not much of a match yeah that's probably why we didn't talk about it. Like, so I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I think, uh, make, talking about sausage being made a little bit right here. Uh, I, we, we, before the show, we started talking about like how he maybe want to change some things up. And I, I have like this continuous improvement mindset. So one thing I, I, I'm thinking about maybe just really just glazing over matches that really didn't matter. Like again, the, the Kerry Von Eric, uh, berserker match wasn't intentional, but there was nothing there. Uh, and basically the same thing with this barbarian, uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan match. I mean, just not a very good match. Yeah. Just, uh, the ref is really slow too. I've noticed yeah. the ref they had that night. Yeah. I noticed that, <laughs> but you know what match I thought I really enjoyed Bret Hart versus the Mountie. Of course. Great match. I love Bret. I love, I say I love Bret Hart. I love Bret Hart as a worker, especially in this period. And I love the Mountie. So I thought this was great. Yeah, this was, uh, that was, it was a great match. Uh, I, I noticed the, uh, it ended kind of weird too, uh, with, uh, Bret Hart pinning him with a second rope elbow drop. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, I mean, those Mountie and Bret Hart worked together really well. Oh yeah. Both being Canadians and all. So any, 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 any specific thoughts around this? I, I, I don't, I, I didn't take any notes. I just remember getting an, a, a, this match made me very nostalgic. Because yeah. there's something about Bret Hart, especially in the early 90s, and the Mountie that just makes me, I, I don't know, it makes me feel like a kid again, kind of. I can, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I, can I can put myself in my 12-year-old uh, mindset and watch this and enjoy it. Even, even if it's not a good match, there's something about the Mountie and Bret Hart, each of them, and especially together, that just I really enjoy. Yeah, you just can't go wrong with them. Um, I did write, uh, one of my notes at this point was with a little bit of reordering of the card, I could have seen this as a WrestleMania and maybe a few additions, the whole card, of this match. the whole card. Uh, there are it, some big matches on here. We have uh, yeah. actually the, the next, the last, I, there's only two more matches after this one, right? Or I'm not missing any more from my notes. Let me look here. Cause it, other than maybe the Skinner match. Uh, Skitter and Virgil, even though, uh, Tito and Cato, um, I just don't see Cato in a, in a program with anybody, uh, so much. This absolutely could have been a mania card. Yeah. Just a few little, uh, odds and ends changing. Um, cause I could definitely see, 
Carrie Von Eric take on like Berserker at WrestleMania because they did it with uh, there's a few matches like that where it's just kind of weird, like mm-hmm. just 30 second matches out of nowhere. So, like, I think Earthquake wrestled Hercules at a WrestleMania and won in like 35 seconds. Crazy. Um, yeah, I think the yeah the next match is uh, Boss Man and IRS, and then we have the, the I, main. And I and I enjoyed it. Oh, the, uh, this was a very good match. Um, I really enjoyed this match. Um, Boss Man was so incredibly fast in this match. The I way mean, he was moving around. He's a, he, I mean, he's a big dude. He's over three hundred pounds, but he is a fast dude. Uh, yeah. he, he he was phenomenal at this point. He was a phenomenal wrestler. And even IRS, he's IRS was, is great. I mean, they were doing uh, they were doing some stuff that was just quick. Like, they were just way too fast than what they should have been. Yeah, I, I like, don't the way I, they were moving. As a kid, I never thought of the boss man as being an awesome wrestler, but he is an awesome yeah. wrestler. Oh yeah, definitely. He's uh, just he's phenomenal. Uh, I I think I use phenomenal too much, but boss man definitely deserves it. And uh, this was a this was a great great match, and um, I was really surprised uh, when IRS went over because uh, I think I'm more used to the when IRS wasn't really winning, but this was when IRS came in and they were trying to push them. Uh, they were pushing them pretty good, and because um, a, a win over the big boss man is a pretty big deal. You know, he didn't lose very often. No, absolutely not. Especially during this, because I this was probably pretty close to his peak, I think in WWF. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I would say so. Which is too bad that he didn't get anything really like, because he, he could have been a main event wrestler. There's uh, no reason why he ab- couldn't have been. Absolutely could have, yeah. Um, I think it was just the timing. Like, if somebody like him would be around a couple years later, you know, when uh, they didn't have, when Hogan was gone and they were really hurting, uh, Bossman could have been the bee's knees in WWF. Absolutely. So, um. And especially if he, somebody like him was around now, he'd blow everybody else out of the water. Absolutely, They'd be like, KO who? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame that a lot of guys that probably could have been um, top guys in the company were, they, they just happened to come in at the time when the, the top guy spot was uh, sealed up pretty tight. As tight as can be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, any other, any other time they probably could have been right up there. So there's a lot of guys like that, and uh, but they uh, also didn't hand around the titles like uh, like Candy. Cracker Jacks either. Yeah. yeah, much different, much different. Uh, okay, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, the next match, uh, last match, the Rockers and the Nasty Boys. I, I don't remember. I don't remember being too thrilled with this match. Yeah, I think this was um, during the Rockers uh, setting up the breakup period. It very much was. Um, it had that weird finish with uh, Sean causing uh, Marty to get pinned. Yeah, he he accidentally rolled uh, Jerry Sags over. Was it an ac- was it accidental? It didn't look accidental to me. Uh, I think they tried to play it off as accidental, but it didn't it didn't look very accidental. Like because he wasn't looking, he was just like just pulled him over because he didn't realize that they had flipped over, which <laughs> I thought was kind of funny, but um. I thought it was a pretty decent tag match. Uh, the I think the Nasty Boys are very underrated. Oh, absolutely. Ta- um, I think they're they they were a really good tag team. They got a lot of heat. Um, I mean, they were, may not have been the most phenomenal wrestlers, but they definitely deserve to be up there. We still got to do that list, that uh, countdown list. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We should do that as an episode. Uh, let's do that instead of. Okay, 
we're we're already set on what we're going to talk about next week for the week after let's do that okay that'd be yeah we do a whole episode on yeah that'd be a good idea our mount rushmore podcast that's God, right if that show doesn't get like ten thousand dollars i'm gonna be pissed off <laughs> that'll be our spectacular something yeah <laughs> but uh yeah this uh and of course um I mean, we all know where Shawn Michaels went after this, just took off like a rocket. Yeah. And poor little Marty Zanetti, uh, unfortunately, had his foot tied to the ground. Yeah. But, um, man, they had some killer matches when he came back, though. Mm. Uh, they were feuding over the Intercontinental title. Did they? Oh, yeah. They had, um, there was a, I can't remember if it was like at a SummerSlam, but yeah, Marty, uh, Marty and Shawn just, they tore down the house a few times. So I remember when uh, Marty came back after being gone for like a couple, uh, about a year and a half and Sean was already on his way. Like Marty, like jumped the railing, he had a ball cap on, he took it off and the crowd just went crazy. But, uh, Marty's, uh, Marty Gennetti, he's a big fan of his cat. He's a cat named Woofy that he always talks about on his Facebook. Really? Oh, you're friends with him? Um, I'm not actually friends with him. I just follow him. Okay. He has, he has too many friends. He's over that 5,000. I wish I had more friends. (laughs) I do. I have to unfollow a lot of a lot of my friends. They say stupid things sometimes. Who do they? Yeah, I got some dumb friends. Yeah, me too. And it's not the ones I'm. If it's you listening, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about Royal Rumble 1997. As of recording, uh, the Royal Rumble is coming up this Sunday. And this episode will air just a couple days after the Royal Rumble. So, uh, who won the Royal Rumble? What uh, do you think? Who will? Oh God! Yeah, man, I'm not gonna. This episode will. Okay, this episode's gonna air before the Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, this, oh. This, this, this episode that we're recording right now, we'll, I'm posting it here uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Royal Rumble. Who's gonna win? Uh, I think they're gonna do something crazy, and it's gonna be. Gosh. Um. Man, you had to ask. Why did you have to ask? <laughs> uh, I mean, right now, the favorite, as far as betting odds go, and I do not believe it at all, but the favorite is Bill Goldberg. Hmm. I, yeah, could, I, don't... I could, I mean, I could see them doing something crazy, but I don't see them doing that. Uh, I mean, I've. And, uh, what God. about a, they do a double elimination? Brock Lesnar, Goldberg both win. They can't do that again. They can't. They <laughs> that that gimmick pisses people off. They would not do that. That's uh, my that's my pick. So the winner goes to Mania to wrestle for their re- respective heavyweight championship. Uh, I'm going to have to go with. Oh gosh, dude, this is this is this is so tough. I usually I have a feeling going in, but I don't have a feeling going in. Uh, okay, crazy, crazy theory. Uh, Kevin Owens retains his title against uh, Roman Reigns, and Chris Jericho, at his age, wins. And at Mania, we have Chris Jericho versus uh, Kevin Owens. I could see that. Maybe uh, uh, Chris Jericho pushes out Goldberg and Brock when they're not paying attention. I mean, so th- general thoughts around it. Yeah, Chris is in his 40s, but Chris is still a great wrestler. He is one of the most over guys on the roster. His list is like the most fun thing. Uh, it gets like the biggest pop on the show. Um, they, I think they want to put, I think they want to put uh, Chris and Kevin against each other at Mania. So I could see that. That right now is what I would guess. 
Yeah, because AJ Styles is champion on SmackDown, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to wrestle okay. uh, Cena on at Sunday. So, um, yeah, that that that's oh. that that's my prediction. What do you think? Uh, I like that. I I think I'll take that too. Okay, I'll take yours. I haven't really been watching much, but I've I've heard a few things, and I have heard that Jericho and is about the only thing that's really exciting on Raw. Oh, he's great. He is great. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. You think John Cena is going to win uh, his 16th title? I don't know. I hope not. I mean, not that I, I don't. I like John Cena. I really do. I just don't think he needs it. I don't think he needs the belt. I, I think the belt, unless they have something to do with that story storyline wise, I just don't think he needs it. That's me, though. Yeah, I wish. Uh, I, I would like for them to do a Royal Rumble where just somebody just completely out of the blue wins. Like uh, when it came down to um, Alberto Del Rio and Santino, I thought they were going to have Santino win. Oh no way in hell! <laughs> and uh, I was I was pretty excited about that because I want something that's just like surprising. Yeah, yeah, so, I, know you, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, okay. I think Goldberg will put. Uh, I think uh, Jericho will push Goldberg and Lesnar out, and uh, he'll. That that sounds that sounds good to me. I, I love that. I love that. Uh, and uh, we'll find out. So we're not going to talk to each other again, though. On the show until before, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, that, that'll be good. That, that, that'll be good. We'll, we'll, we'll review our, uh, predictions on the episode after next. There you go. Awesome. Well, again, Royal Rumble 97, uh, of course, that's the, the Royal Rumble where Steve Austin put 10 other guys out in one. Uh, it was really the, uh, next step just toward his, um, Rise to the top, the next to last step. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are on Twitter at uh, what is it? Take Four Wrestling, or is it just Take Four? Uh, I think it's Take Four. I think it's just Take Four Wrestling. Yeah, at uh, Take Number Four Wrestling. Follow us. Uh, we're trying to tweet more. Uh, I've not been as good at tweeting about stuff. I've been tweeting the wrestling stuff from my own account. I need to. I need to smack myself and tweet from that account. Yeah, I've been pretty bad on Twitter altogether. And you can follow me on Twitter at bkilby. Please, 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 please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that would help other people find the show. And uh, tell your friends. Uh, we really, really appreciate uh, anything that you guys do to help spread the word of the show. Uh, JT, how do people get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me at tfradio.net slash H-O-G-G. Got it. Nailed it. And you can also get a hold of me on Twitter, and uh, I promise I'll answer you if you send me a message at um, at JT underscore H O G G. That's all. Say the second G with a smile. With a smile. And uh, while you're smiling, go to tfradio.net slash Amazon and do all your Amazon shopping through our link. Just bookmark it and use that. Uh, it's it's simple to do, and it helps us out. I mean, gosh, it's how we pay for everything. It's how we pay for the equipment that we use to to podcast. It's how we pay for all the fees. And no, it's 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 not free to do a podcast. It costs money, and uh, the 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 more people you reach, the more it costs. Oh my gosh! Uh, so, well, what happens is Amazon sends a little bit back our way to help pay for the show. It doesn't cost you a cent more than what you're already uh, paying. So if you say you go to Amazon and you buy a pack of toilet paper, uh, it's going to cost you five bucks or whatever either way. Uh, the only difference is Amazon may send us back like 15 cents off that five bucks to pay for the show. But if enough of you go and buy toilet paper from Amazon, it helps It helps us cover the cost. Every little bit helps, uh, but we always, always, always 
could uh, just need your continued support to help continue pay for the show. It's awesome. And get that retro uh, Brock Lesnar figure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, JT, we'll see you next week. We'll be talking about, again, Royal Rumble 97. But after that, we will have our Mount Rushmore podcast episode. I'm actually really excited about that. So we're going to have to figure that that out. So ready to chisel it in stone. Chiseling, Chiseling in stone. Okay, well, uh, speaking of that, I'd like to chisel diecast face. Well, here in a little over a month, you'll get your chance at Joe Lanta. That's right. I'm going to I'm going to call him out publicly and challenge him to a match at a later date at Joe Lanta. Awesome. Okay. okay. See if he's got if he's man enough, if he's got the brass rings. If he does. Okay, well, thank you out there for listening. JT, thank you for being here. We will catch you later. Have a good one. See ya. Boom. Oh.